And we're back with another edition of Boomer Memes. Thank you guys once again for uh, coming and along on this crazy ride that is the the mind uh, warping brain roller coaster that is this show. I guess I don't know. I'm just I'm just trying to figure things out. Um, it's a it's been a a weird week for me. I've been off work all week. I uh, have had. Uh, a lot of free time to um, engage in my more creative endeavors and I, I've enjoyed it. Um, and you'd think this would be one of those, but that me having all this time to work on other things meant that this, this episode's a little bit phoned in. I'm just going to say that right on the front. Uh, I did get very drunk. I'm already drunk. I've had two Mai Tais. And yeah. I, I've cracked open one beer. I've got two more uh, in, in the wings. So I don't even have to get up and get them. I'm sure we'll need a pee break. That's probably when we, we should do the ad. I think. Um, okay. Yeah. Just tell me when I'll do the, yeah. the ad. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll do it. We're, we're going to do ads. Uh, that's, that's, that's a, that's a segment of the show. That's I hope you guys are looking forward to that. Um, I am, uh, you know, I, I'm holding in there. I'm doing, I'm doing good. I'm doing well, not, not having to go into work. I think that's been, um, very uh, good for my mental health. And, um, yeah. So, um, if, if you don't already follow us on Instagram, it's, uh, at boomer memes pod. It's a great, great Instagram. It's going to tell you anything that there is to do with news about this. I just figure it's fine. Um, I hope it's not, I hope Instagram doesn't become obsolete when Facebook, uh, relaunches into meta. That's what they announced their new name is. Uh, they've been calling their like uh you know family of brands the metaverse. So like Facebook, Instagram, Oculus, that's all the the Facebook metaverse. But I'm right now I'm on Instagram because I'm right at that age group that still uses Instagram and it just makes sense. But uh if you want if you'd rather me post all my updates to TikTok, I'll do that. I just don't I feel weird. I feel like it's hanging out at a high school and I don't need to be at a high school. Yeah. So um if you if you uh want to send if you have any questions you maybe want me to read on the show or any any sort of feedback uh send an email to uh, boomer memes pod at gmail.com that's either one of those places instagram or the gmail that's the best way to interact uh, i check it you know semi-regularly you'll i'll check it at least once before the next episode so you, you have a good chance of getting in there that's about all my plugs i don't really have uh much else for now i'm I, I mean other than the fact that i've been grinding on uh the adventure fight podcast i'm really excited to get that out for you guys i think um yeah well we've both been grinding yeah on, you've yeah. been you've been also yeah. we're gonna we're gonna share some editing credits on this but i think you're probably doing the lion's share i'm just coming in and adding flourishes no i was thinking about this the other day actually um well just to add to your plugs is the adventure fight podcast you can find it at uh brewchat.com slash adventure fight when it comes out all the other podcasts Brewchat does over at Brewchat.com. You can find oh, them yeah. or wherever podcasts are sold. Uh, hint, hint, they're not. So going over Spotify, iTunes, or wherever. But yeah, the Adventure Fight podcast. I've got about two episodes like done and in the can. And then I'm about four, like as far as like I've fully listened to the content. And then about four on the technical side. So they're coming along. And yeah, what I was going to say is I was thinking about this is like, yeah. I've been working. You guys did the bulk of the work because you record the actual content, but technical director. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, that's, that's, we'll, we'll, that'll yeah. be your 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 credit. I'm putting the assembly together. You were the executive director or the executive editor. Did I say, what did I say? Did I say director or? Uh, you said technical director. Or I meant technical editor. Technical editor. Technical editor. You would be the, the creative lead director or okay. lead editor. Okay, cool. And, uh, yeah, you put everything together. You're adding sound effects and things like that. I put the main assembly together and then give it to you. You add sound effects in. Are, the, are those industry standard titles that we yeah. put on resume? Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a technical editor, and then you would be the executive editor. Hell yeah. And then I assume the director and whatever else you've got on there. Immediately, the power is going to my head. I'm an yeah, executive. it feels good. I need a black card. I need an Adventure Fight black card because I'm an executive. But yeah, uh, that's that's gonna be awesome. It's it's D, it's full of D and D goodness. We might talk about D and D in the show today. I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of a potpourri episode. You know, we're gonna have fun with it. Uh, we're gonna just gonna see what what happens. Yeah, we'll get. I guess we'll get fired off uh, right off the bat. Today is the Thursday before Halloween. We are in the midst of spooky season. You guys scared? You guys scared all the time? I've been scared all the time for a while. 
like I mean, probably since 2016, maybe to even 2015, early, like midway through that year, I started to get scared all the time. And then, I mean, if you really want to take it back, I mean, I've got a long history of being into conspiracy theories and the occult. You know, I used to be religious where you believe in like, you know, crazy shit like fucking uh, demons. That's scary as fuck, you know? So I'm. I'm always scared all the time. Like, it's weird that people call it spooky season. It's just the year that like that just that's the year where you put like little plastic fucking bats on your window and, uh, you know, you get to dress up in funny costumes and eat too much candy and drink too much alcohol when you're an adult and uh, go to parties where um, maybe you'll you'll get laid, but you don't because no one wants to make out with like a clown, a literal clown and get all that makeup shit all over their face and pillow like no one wants that. So you don't get laid. And you go and, you, you know, you uh, see friends you haven't seen in a long time and you tell them about how your opinions have changed and they don't they they nod and smile and you can tell they don't agree. And you feel like maybe you're not going to be as close to friends with them going forward. And, uh, you know, it's spooky season. I love it. It's Halloween. I did watch some uh, horror movies recently. I watched uh, Mandy. I had not seen Mandy. Um, I got to recommend that movie. That is uh, it was really good. It's very I love cults. It's about cults. And um, it's it's super weird, but it's also like Nicolas Cage is in it and he's great. Like it's I remember this period where it was fun to make fun of Nicolas Cage because he wasn't uh, he wasn't like a super good actor. And like he's just sort of hit this weird stride where he's found his his lane. And then you go back and watch some of his older movies and you realize like maybe he's always known what his lane is. And just we're just catching up to that. Like, I mean, like the standout I can think is, I mean, like, I mean, like he's, he's got older ones. Like he was in Raising Arizona, wasn't he? Like that was good. And like leaving Las Vegas was good. But then he did like he's done a bunch of schlocky shit, too, uh, which I actually like schlock. I found that out. Like I like I love The Rock. Dude, The Rock's amazing. The Rock is great. Have we talked on I think we talked either off uh, the air or on the air about on one of the shows about how the rock is supposedly a James Bond movie. I maybe I've talked about this a lot because I love this fan theory. Um, yeah, I looked into it. It's it holds yeah. water. Yeah. Is basically uh, the too long didn't read here is the rock has Sean Connery in it. He's basically, it works as a sequel to all of the Sean Connery bond films, not withstanding. I don't think uh never, Never let die again. Or there's one. It's like never say never again. I think that's what it's called. Don't include that one. That one's technically not in the canon or whatever. It's a it's a weird one. But yeah, it it holds up as a sequel to all of the, the Pierce Bros or the Sean Connery James Bond, and it's perfect. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, that's like the best of those style movies, like the Bruckheimer. Um, you know, uh, oh, what's his name? Jerry Bruckheimer and um, who is the director? Like Jerry Bruckheimer is always the producer. Oh, uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Bay and that duo put out a bunch of fucking shitty movies, but The Rock was good. And Con Air, it's better and and it's better in retrospect. I remember when it came out, I thought it was stupid, and then I watched Con it. Air solid. I watched it later, and I can appreciate it in a lot of ways that I couldn't. But then you got shit like fucking uh, Armageddon, and that shit sucks. Um, so that's not a good Halloween movie. Don't watch Armageddon on Halloween, but do watch Mandy. Mandy is a good movie. I liked it. But uh, yeah, I think uh, Mandy Mandy was was awesome. It's weird. It's the stuff I like in a horror movie where like kind of laughed a little. Mandy was cool because like it just didn't feel like anything I'd seen in a while, mm. and. Uh, it's 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 really over the top, but also like kind of not. It feels like an indie film, but then also feels like a weird. I don't know horror is one of the craziest genres because it, it there's so much room to play in horror that's not present in other genres of film. Like you can do so because I mean it's kind of the heavy metal of of uh, mm -hmm. movie genres the, the same way that heavy metal is to music because you can do any other genre of movie. That within the horror genre, it can be a period piece. It can be a serious, you know, drama about relationships. That's also a horror movie. It can be a screwball comedy. You know, it can be anything. It can be fantasy. It can be sci-fi. 
can be a western you know you can do anything with it and then it's, it's got a bunch of uh genres that are uh, on its own you mm-hmm. know that that like you know is it a vampire or a zombie or you know if a fucking you know you never know so like it's it's uh it's it's one of the most it, it makes sense to me like why it's the genre that like you know students always like gravitate towards first like a lot of directors early stuff is always like horror movies and then they go on to do other stuff because it's just there's so much room to play in that so yeah yeah i mean it's spooky season so get drunk watch some uh really good horror movies um and you know maybe you'll go to a party and maybe you'll meet the love of your life and and maybe you'll form a, a, a strong union and build a family off that time you were drunk and dressed like Rick and you ran into a girl and she was dressed like Morty and then Rick fucked Morty. That's a story that'll last a lifetime. Oh, speaking of horrible things, um, I'm going to get into some real life stuff, some real, some, some real life horror that is sort of dominating the news cycle. I want to talk about it because I think I know what's up. Everyone's talking right now about Alec Baldwin, this horrible, tragic event where he pulled a gun and the shot was they wanted to shoot down the barrel. So was, he had to pull the gun and aim it at the camera. He was told it was a cold gun when it was handed to him by the um, someone who's not supposed to hand him the gun. I can't remember. It was like the uh, director of photography or somebody like that. I don't remember exactly, but it was somebody who's not maybe assistant producer something like that. Someone who shouldn't have had the gun. They handed it to him told him it was cold gun which means that it shouldn't hurt anybody and he pulled it and he killed uh one lady who was the i think the director of photography i might be wrong again i'm not yeah director of photography i'm not up on my facts uh but it killed it killed a young lady um and then injured another person i know this is a serious topic and 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 you know i don't want to i don't want to try and be distasteful but I think when you put the pieces together, because there's a lot of stuff coming out now, like apparently there was a lot of like real ammo rounds on set that shouldn't have, you know, why would you have real ammo on set? You're actually not, you're legally not allowed to have that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's weird. So it's starting to feel a little bit like a conspiracy and I feel like I've gotten to the bottom and I think I know what it is. I think Alec Baldwin knew what he was doing. I think he knew that the Dave Chappelle thing was too much in the news cycle, it was taken over and everyone was going to kill each other if something else didn't come and distract us. And so he did the necessary sacrifice and he killed this poor woman. He didn't want to kill her probably with tears in his eyes. He pulled up the gun with a live round. He knew was in it. That's why it was handed by. It was a conspiracy. He worked it out with other people. He's like, we're going to, she's going to be the one we're going to get rid of her. It's like, Oh, her, but I love her. And it's like, no, she's got to be it. Cause if it's anyone else, then this is going to, he's like, right. God damn it. With tears in his eyes, he pulled the gun, pointed it right at her on purpose and pulled the trigger. It's sad. It's sad. You know, and I, my, my heart goes out to her family and I don't want to make it seem like I'm making light of the situation, but I think he was thinking, you know, enough with this Chappelle shit, mm-hmm. right? Like we've heard it. We've heard everybody's take. We don't need to know anything else about it. Like it's, it's what's been said is said and the news needs to get, talk about something else. I'll give him something to talk about. I mean, I'm not, I'm not calling Alec Baldwin a hero for murdering this woman. I'm not saying that. I'm not implying it. I, I'm just saying I haven't heard about Chappelle in like three days. Right. Yeah. So whatever he did worked, you know? So, I mean, I'm not calling again. Alec Baldwin is no hero. He, he took a woman's life and that's, that's, we shouldn't, we shouldn't forget about that. That's important. You know? And, and you know, my heart goes, I know the family's listening to this and I know that they're probably mm-hmm. wondering, and I just want you, want you guys to know my heart does go out to you. Yeah. I, I just, I just think that we got to talk about the truth when it's right in front of us. And that's that Alec Baldwin kind of took one for the team. That might be a hot take. I don't know. I hope this doesn't come back to haunt me someday. I hope this doesn't ruin my fucking future and in, in entertainment. I don't know. It's not, I mean, like I don't really have a present entertainment. I mean, I, I do stuff, but like, I'm not like a hot, I'm not the guy that like, everyone's like, Hey, work, work with me. Like I, I did. And to, to be fair, I did put it out there early on. I said, don't fucking ask me to be on this show. <laughs> no one has. And I'm kind of hurt by it. Honestly, I think that, uh, you know, I know I said, don't fucking ask me. Do you not know who the fuck? And that's true. You should understand who I am. And you should know that when you ask me to be on this show, that you 
if you're if you're someone that I respect, of course, I'm going to I'm going to I want you to ask me. But uh, don't ask me to be on this show if you're a fucking nobody loser. OK, if you're a piece of shit. Don't talk to me. Don't be my friend. I don't know but if you're cool. I, maybe we can come hang out. I don't know. But uh, it does make me wonder if maybe that that whole attitude is, is hurting me in the long run. Like maybe I'm too aggressive. Maybe I'm too standoffish. I don't know. Like, I feel like I've kind of, you know, I've, I've reached the heights of what you can get to at comedy in Chattanooga. Like, I don't I know I don't like I don't perform at like the comedy catch and like headline shows there. But like neither do any of the other like regular hosts there. So it's not like, you know, I don't know. I don't I don't I know I haven't done that, but like I don't I think that like, you know, I've made lots of people laugh. And at this point, like any, any other opportunities are going to be handed to me. They're not going to be like things that I can accomplish on my own anymore. So I think, I mean, part of me thinks it's time to, to find another market. It's time to move, spread my wings and, and try it out in another town and see like what my range is there. Cause I'll tell you, there's not, there's no one who's making, who's paying bills on comedy alone in Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. Like the most successful Chattanooga based comic is still working a day job or they're not spending a lot of time in Chattanooga. They're doing road gigs, which is, you know, kind of the goal. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not shitting on that. I'm just saying like, at that point, you're not really, you, you can't just live in Chattanooga and do comedy in Chattanooga and pay your bills. Mm. Whereas like, if you're a New York comic, you can. So maybe I should try New York, but there's also like, I'm I'm 38. So I wonder if that, that would eat, they would eat me alive out there. Mm. I mean, they they probably would, it'd probably be great for me, but, um, you know, I just don't know, like also how, how welcome would I be in that community? Like as a, mm. as an older guy coming in, you'd be like, Hey, I couldn't cut it in my hometown. So now I'm going to try and use the resources of this mm-hmm. huge city that, you know, that I I'm not from, like, I wonder how many people who've been there for years are going to be like, Oh, fuck this guy. You mm-hmm. know? So there's a little bit of a pressure there. I had a proud moment today of, uh, you know, just browsing the internet. I, you know, I'm a member of a huge swath of random subreddits and one of them is a cosplay subreddit because i like a good costume and there was a uh sexy lady post some good costumes on there and i thought it was a good costume and i also thought it was a sexy lady so i clicked through and i was browsing her twitter feed and this lady's in baltimore or somewhere in maryland and I was just looking at her for cosplay. She had like a cool Mandalorian costume. She was a pretty lady, but like she had a cool Mandalorian costume. That's why it got me clicked through there. And I was just browsing her Twitter feed and she had linked and posted on Twitter maybe about a month ago, a comedy thing that Drew Morgan had put up. Hell yeah. And I was like, Fuck yeah. Like, I don't know that guy super well, but he's in the scene and uh, I'm just like, fuck yeah. I didn't like, that's awesome. That shit from here is reaching Baltimore. So I don't care who you are. Like, so the Chattanooga comedy scene is reaching Baltimore. I I hate to burst your bubble. I I know Drew Morgan. He's, he's, he's either based out of Knoxville or Johnson city, Okay, but he is part of the well-read group. He hangs out with like Corey Forrester and Trey Crowder. So he's not exactly a local comic. Um, yeah. Either and, way, from Tennessee comedy. Yeah, like, yeah, I'll yeah, take yeah. that. Yeah, I'll take that. Like, Tennessee oh, I mean, comedy. I, yeah, I mean, I absolutely, um, you know, applaud his success. Yeah. And, and I, I'm not, I'm not trying, I'm just like, if you're talking about like local Chattanooga homegrown, yeah, yeah, I'm, like, yeah. no, he's, he's, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to call him that, but he's, he's absolutely a Tennessee comic and he's, mm-hmm. he's really good. So if you ever get the chance to go to like a well-read show, yeah, I, I highly recommend that. No, and uh, well, I mean, you're here. Maybe that's you from the Chattanooga scene and well, maybe that's you, but either way, I didn't know he wasn't from here, but either way, just for Tennessee comedy, that's fucking, do- I've like seen that dude at JJ's on an open mic night. Right. Like not as a like closer or anything like that. Like just there. And he was randomly posted by somebody I came across. So oh, yeah, yeah. I'll take that as kudos to Tennessee comedy. Well, like they, they've been on like the view and shit. So they're, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're doing all right. <laughs> they made the view. Okay. Well, yeah. Hey, you've got a podcast. Joe Rogan's got a podcast. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's so, I mean, you know, he, he takes horse dewormer. So, I mean, yeah. you know, it's the same thing. Yeah. I, uh, I think that, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, 
the whole concept of making it out of Chattanooga is mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, like unless I was to do something and go viral, I don't think it's going to happen. I think I need to get out on the road or move to another, a bigger market or something like that. But like, also like how hard would it be to do? Like, there's a lot of talk now, like Austin is the hot spot right now. Like uh, Dave and Ryan just went to Austin for a good I cop. Saw that, cop. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're on the altercation comedy fest with a bunch of funny fucking people. Um, I'm a little jealous. I used to be in the altercation uh, booking Facebook group. So I thought like I was on a pretty high list to get in, but I never did su- submit a, su- never submitted a submission. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I never did like anything to really try to get on it. So I'm not like butthurt, but, uh, Maybe I maybe I'll get on it. I don't know. Dude, I, let's film you some shit and get you booking on some shit. Yeah, there's need, no reason you couldn't be. I need. Yeah, I've, I've never I've never really put a serious effort yeah. into local. Let's I mean, or do into it. Festivals, got, but uh, yeah, I got the technical background. We can put you a reel or whatever you need. So together. what they usually want is just me doing a, a, a yeah. set. But, yeah, and then I got to get like usually about a seven minute, but you don't you don't want to go over that. So like mm. set five to seven. Yeah. Um. The problem is most mics are five, so it's hard to get like up to that seven, but. You know, I mean, yeah, it's just a matter of me doing it is really, really what it is. Um, I feel like it's easy for me to complain about it if I don't try because it's like, well, I haven't failed. So I, I can speak with some authority. <laughs> I don't know. I no, don't know. That, that's the thing, man. dude. I heard something the other day, which I feel like is it was an old video that I was watching, but it said your ideas aren't shit. And uh, it just clicked with me hard. And the whole basic thing was like, your ideas aren't shit until you fucking do them. So do it. Like I got cameras. You tell me what you want to film. Like I'll show up and film it, man. We'll do it right. Like no reason. Oh yeah. What I'll do, what I'll probably do is just talk. Like when I, I'll get a seven ready, just talk to Dave and be like, Hey man, I'm filming for like my yeah. festival submission video. Can I please just do seven? I'll go up last or first or whatever. Yeah. Like just wherever, wherever is best. But like, can I, can I, can I just do a seven? And I then, got three cameras we can set up down there at JJ's on the fly. And uh, I'm sure I can get Donnie or whoever's there to like watch they, one they, or two. So, of them, you know? so for festival submission tapes, they don't like them to be super produced. Okay. Cause they don't like, they don't, they want to know what you're like. They don't want to know yeah, like, yeah. what you can make yourself look like. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So like they, like one camera, just straight my set, no cuts. Yeah. Like yeah. That's what. Okay. But I mean, good lighting and stuff wouldn't hurt. No, but. that's easy enough. And I've got a dope camera, so it'll still look good. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's and it, and that, that. I mean, and I'm what, what's cool is like, if you announce to the comics that you're, you're doing that, mm-hmm. I mean like, and I, and I would even pay you too, just to, just to make it fair. Um, just be like, Hey, throw me 10 bucks and I'll film your set. Mm-hmm. And, I, and you may, you'll walk out of there with like, you know, 50 you know bucks yeah. or so maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'd be down for that. Just let everybody know ahead of time. Be like, Hey, like tell Bryant to put a word out in the, like the, 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 the local group. I bet, mm-hmm. I bet that'd be a, a, a good little, uh, you know, occasional venture. You, you Dude, Yeah, no, let's do that. I'm so down. For yeah. That. Yeah. Just, just like, I'm not on Facebook and that's how the, the scene communicates these yeah. days. Cause they're, uh, I guess not with it. Like us, they're not cool, but I don't know. Maybe this meta change will get everybody off of that shit. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, it sucks when like, like the adventure fight podcast, we do all of our communication through the Facebook messenger app, which I still have mm. to have because no one, they won't leave Facebook. I'm like, just do it. Just do it. Let's join discord. Discord's great. It's so much better. We do have an adventure fight discord, but no one was checking mm. it. So, Hey guys, we just took a bathroom break and, uh, I don't know. It took us a little longer than we thought because, uh, quite frankly, I was in there and, uh, found I needed a map. I got lost in the sense that I was smelling from the manscaped crop preserver. It's so delicious and it fills your nostrils with luscious scents and all that good stuff. No, go check it out. Uh, this episode of boomer memes is brought to you by manscaped. You can head on over to manscaped.com and use code brew chat. That's no spaces and two T's on the chat. It's B R E W C H A T T. And you can get 20% off and free shipping from manscaped.com. And uh, no joke, great products, the Crop Preserver, the Crop Reviver. I think the Crop Reviver is what I was talking about earlier. It's the spritzer that comes in the, I think it's the premium package. It's fantastic. Huge fan of it. The uh, Crop Reviver is also fantastic. And I believe that's the lotion that comes with it. I've been loving the products. They smell great. The Razor, the Lawnmower 4.0, that's right, the 4.0, 
it does a great job actually. Like I've usually used a standard razor on my balls, but this actually does a really solid job for a buzzer. Yeah, it's really it's crazy how like since I've been using it, I have like a lot more self-esteem. Like, you mm-hmm. know, 2020 has been rough on my mental health and I I've kind of gotten into a bit of a rut to the point where it's like I didn't feel like like why should I even bother, you know, asking a lady out when I, you know, I know that I've got like a fucking jungle down there mm-hmm. you know but now that i know that like a it looks nice and it smells nice i'm like mm-hmm. you know what i feel like maybe if things go right i I'm, i might impress this girl tonight you yeah know? yeah and uh again that's manscaped.com use code brew chat and uh you can get 20 percent off and free shipping while we're at it, want to remind you, we've got another show. You know, I'm Tanner. I host another show called In Chaos We Trust with Ian over here. We talk about current events, politics, just bullshit going on in the news because there's a uh, honest to God shit's going to shit. And there's not a whole lot you can trust in other than the fact that it's all just chaos. And that's kind of what we break down each week. So go check that podcast out. But we think it like privacy and shit like that is super important just to humanity and things like that. So we advocate the use of a VPN. So go on over to expressvpn.com slash in chaos. We trust, and you can get three free months when you sign up. Hell yeah. I I, I like that product as well. I use it. (laughs) Anyway, let's get back into business. Let's talk about, um, we were talking about the scene and I think um, one thing I've kind of been toying with is, I mean, my, my end game, I think is if I never catch my big break, if I never, um, actually achieve a career in comedy, I think it would be a good idea. It's been something I've been toying with for a while is opening a, like a smaller comedy club because the the comedy catch is a great club, but it's, it's very large and it's hard to do smaller shows there. Mm -hmm. JJ's kind of fills that void jj's is also like kind of small and not like the necessarily the best place for like a certain range of comics so i feel like there's a middle market that's not getting met and that's kind of my dream is to is to do that now i'm sure by me like speaking this out loud it's going to happen before i'm physically able to but one of the ways to get started in that is to run run a show and get build up your name as a person who runs a reputable show um and that's also how you make moves in you know the industry because if you run a show you can trade spots on that show and get on other shows out of town. Um, so I've been thinking about dipping my hat back into that. I've I done, I did an open mic for two years called comedy fight. It was a lot of fun. Uh, had a pretty, pretty interesting, unique gimmick where we would, um, at the end of each show, we would spin a wheel and this wheel would land on a generic hack premise. And all the comics uh, had a challenge to write within that hack premise uh, but then two specifically had to, mm. and they would face off at the end of the night and I would ding them when they had, when they were funny and, you know, tally how many dings I gave them and whoever won got to move up the bracket and the winner was the comedy fight champion. And it meant nothing. Um, oh, they did get like a, a gift card. They got like mm. a, a, I think it was a $20 gift card to the bar we were at. So that was cool. That was a really big success. And I, I teased bringing that back and it got a lot of like positive attention, but I just don't know where I would bring it back because I don't I don't want to go back to that bar I was at before. I'm not going to drag them through the mud, but uh, I don't want to go there. And um, I don't know where else would be a good spot for that kind of thing. And I don't want to do an open mic. I'd rather it be like a a booked show. I want it to be something with a little prestige. You know, I I, I think of myself pretty highly now. I think I've earned the right to run a um, an event, a thing that is worth uh, people paying to see. Adventure fights kind of been that the live adventure fight show. But like. I've been having some other ideas and one of them is, is kind of along that uh, comedy fight premise. I'm calling it debate fight. The idea is, is that we, um, you know, I think maybe like source the crowd for topics. You go, okay, what's a good topic? And this, you know, when someone yells out something, I like it that that's our topic. And then make, you know, then draw out of a bucket to see which comics that signed up can come up. And then they have to debate for and against this topic mm. and they don't get to pick which side they're on. So it's like debate club and they, they might really be for something, but they have to argue against it. Mm. And then whoever has the most compelling argument to like maybe our panel of judges, which might be other comics or mm. out of towners or somebody's you know, cool people. The winner gets to actually do a set. Mm. That might be fun. I'm calling it debate fight. Yeah, that could be fun. <laughs> so, yeah. so, 
hey, if you if you own a bar and you want to host that show, hit me up at boomermemespod at gmail.com and we'll make that show fucking happen because I think it's it's good. Um, I, I may I may, you know, start shaking some trees and seeing if I can figure out a way to make it happen on my own. But if you already want to just do that, let's let's do it. That's just kind of my thoughts on that, because I don't want to do I definitely don't want to do like a weekly open mic. That sucked, even though. Yeah, I got paid like 50 bucks a week to do it. And that was nice. Well, I mean, do you think you're Andrew Ledbetter or what? Like you can't do an open mic. He's running them all these days. Yeah, well, and I, I'm the one who got him started. Yeah, he's the penguin. He took over comedy fight. Yeah. He was he was the guy I, I, I pegged. It was between yeah. him and Bryant. And I, I, I was like, well. They get mad at me, so they're definitely going to get mad at Bryant. Mm. I'm going to give it to Andrew. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that'd be solid. I'd be down with you opening a mid-tier comedy club, too, just for the record. Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of my, like, if, if, if I don't get famous, that's my, and even if I do get famous, I might still do, you know, open a, a, a bar or something. But I just kind of like, you know, I mean. I love always sunny and it takes place. It's a bunch of friends hanging out in a bar and going on wacky hijinks. I want that to be my life. Or like cheers. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I love JJ's. I like going to JJ's, but like, it's not that I want my own JJ's. It's that I want like my own space, mm. if that makes sense. And I think that like, you know, as much as I love JJ's, it's still not, there's, you know, there's times where depending on who's booked or whatever, it's not, I don't feel like it's for me. Whereas like, and also like they, you know, it's, it's not always comedy. They'll, they'll do music sometimes. Whereas if we book a musical act, it's a comedy musical act. Like what good cop, Brad cop, they could play my venue. Yeah. But like I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't just book bands there. My, my thought is, is to do like a, um, you know, either some kind of like, like I, like I just talked about some kind of event show like that every night of the week or, and if on nights where there's nothing going on, there's just always an open mic the mm. way, same way that like there's karaoke bars that just have like Rob's in town. Any night you go, there's karaoke. Yeah. So this would be like that. Any night you go, there's an open mic mm -hmm. and we do it. Like maybe if, the, if, if there's a nut, like Jay, the, I don't want to step on the toes of other places. So if like, if, if JJ's, you know, is doing their Thursday, mic, we would start approximately mm -hmm. when they're ending. So you could do both. You could go there. Mm -hmm. And then if you want to pop over after you could do that, or if there's like a show, we won't like, we won't start anything until after that show's over. So you still want to go to that event. Like that, that's my thought. It's like, you know, we'll be open for people who would just want to come drink and have a mm -hmm. beer. But you know, if you want to go see comedy, you'll go to this other bar and then you'll come to us after. And then, you know, comics who were weren't booked on that show and are mad. Uh, my ego's bruised. Cause I should have been booked on that. Well, mm -hmm. now you can come sign up and do, do some time mm -hmm. and get it out of your fucking system. Yeah, Stop yeah. being a little baby about it. But uh, I, I feel like that's like, you know, kind of idealistic, but I think it's, mm -hmm. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. No, not at all. And I think Chattanooga needs that. Like there's nowhere because JJ's is great and I love JJ's, but first and foremost, it is a music venue, which is fine. But like, I mean, it's more than that to people in Chattanooga. Like it's a beacon of counterculture, Absolutely. which is great here. But outside of that, it literally is a music venue that has comedy nights once in a while. So having a place that is like JJ's, but it's primarily for comedy would be great. Yeah. And then like also with my new love of cocktails have like a really mm -hmm. solid bar. Oh yeah. I think that would be, I think that would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, maybe serve food like a little snacky appetizers, but mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to have a big kitchen cause that's, mm -hmm. that's a big mess. Um, but, uh, you know, I, th I th to me that seems, you know, like a, like a, like a reasonable goal. Yeah. And that's, that's if I never get out of this town, mm. if I go somewhere else, then, then my goals will probably change. I mean, maybe, maybe I'll like, you know, adapt them to a new environment, but I feel like I have such roots here that it would be easier for me to do something like that here because I have such an understanding of, of like the community and the culture mm. from living here for 38 years than I would if I went to a new city and was mm. like, let me try and open a bar and see how it goes. You mm. know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I hope I, I mean, I'm stuttering over my words here because I'm a little drunk. I hope that I, uh, you know, part of me thinks that's nice and part of me hopes it doesn't come to that, I guess is where it's at. Like, I hope I do better than that. But if I don't, then that's still not a bad, it's not a bad way to end up. And so it's just, it's weird. It feels like I, you know, do which, which one do I want to make moves towards? Can I do both at the same time? Like, can I start planting seeds for that sort of thing to happen? 
I mean, really, it's just saving up money. That's mm-hmm. really, I mean, start, you know, saving up capital. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, save money and then also uh, tour and, and spend money, <laughs> yeah. go into debt. But yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. And maybe, maybe this podcasting thing will take off. Maybe I won't have to leave the state. Maybe I, we'll, maybe we'll get rich. We can just sit here. We can go buy nice McMansions with little yards that we don't have to worry about. Yeah. And then, um, with the internet, man, it, I think it's totally feasible to have like a mid-tier comedy club that's successful. And then like, I don't know, maybe you run a podcast that helps promote it and then it gets your comedy out there. And like, I don't know. I think it's totally feasible. Maybe even get a nice enough place where it's like we can even have a podcast studio as one of the back rooms. Yeah. So that yeah. when comics come, they don't have to go somewhere else. We can mm-hmm. just have them like, hey, you want to come do, you know, mm-hmm. you want to be on my pot? You want to come an hour early to the venue and do a pot, you know, knock a podcast out or something? Mm-hmm. Most would probably be down because it's extra yeah. promotion. It's super easy because right there. Part of me feels bad that I'm doing all this brainstorming like on a public thing. So everyone's like, oh, that is a good idea. And I have more money than you. Let me do it first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, listen, if you're listening, if you care enough to listen to my show and you want to take my fucking ideas, which I know people in this town that do that. Uh, you know what? I don't know. I guess we'll, we'll see what, what everyone knows the truth. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> but uh if you if you listen to this and you want to take my ideas, like cut me in, be like, hey, mm-hmm. it was a good idea. I can make it happen. Let's put let's get you involved somehow, you know. And I get that, like if you're paying for it, it's your thing. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, let me let me let me ride that train. You know, mm-hmm. that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I don't think that's an unreasonable request. All I'm going to do with my time anyway is is play D and D. Like that's really it. It's weird now. Um, I I ran a game. For th- that went over three years and it ended and I've had all this free time. I started a new game and now I'm back in the crunch of that. And I feel like, oh no, I fucked up. I, I, uh, am trying to make all these crazy, you know, professional and artistic moves. And now I just bogged myself down with running another game, but I was smart this time. And that's, that's the, the real takeaway is that I'm not running from some fucking, published wizards of the coast Hasbro book where they give you half the information, say, figure the rest out. Fucko, you know, um, which is if you've never run one of those books, that's what mm. it's like. They do. They give you a very rough guide. They do not build it out for you because they're like, no, you're supposed to build your own adventure. It's like, but you're, I bought the book so I wouldn't have to do as much work. And actually because I now have to fit everything around your fucking skeleton of a, of a, of a story, I'm having to do way more work. Mm-hmm. So now instead of that, it's all like up to the characters. I just let everyone pick. Like we, 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 they rolled up their characters and I said, where is your guy from? And they would say like, uh, you know, three miles or three days journey away from, you know, the main town that we're going to be based out of. We, we also decided it was a city. So they're going to have a lot of city stuff, but and then we we kind of figured out like, okay, so what would be around this? And so through the process of just asking you guys, asking everyone and being like, Hey, what do you think should be there? And then it slowly started to build out and we like, we would start to go, okay, so why is that? And then we would build out like the lore of it. And um, that's how I'm going to run the whole game where it's like session to session based on the, the, the decisions they make. I'm not worried about what's beyond the forest until mm-hmm. they decide to go beyond the forest, mm-hmm. you know? I'm going to every you know, if they tr- do something that I'm not prepared for, I've got so many like dice tables and things I can just roll and say, oh, you run into this thing. I think it's going to make it's going to be the perfect balance where I think I'm not driving myself fucking crazy with spending like I, 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 I maybe like 20 hours a week prepping for a fucking four hour game or now I can maybe spend four hours prepping for a four hour. game. I think that's fair, you know, <laughs> so yeah. But I do miss it, and I'm glad to be back to it. I'm really excited about this. It's going to be super deadly. It's this sort of uh, and and this this I thought about doing a, a live stream. I don't I don't know if you'd want to have me on and 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 do this, or if it's something I just should do on my own. Probably something I should do on my own. Um, where I kind of like I this is the 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 opening to this campaign is something I actually want to get published. Mm-hmm. And like I think a lot of the design principles are kind of unique, and I, I think it's interesting. And so I kind of want to like do a walkthrough of that process mm. and like explain how this is supposed to be run and how it can be like, cause the idea is that it's, it's, it's a uh, fully modular randomized dungeon. So you can start with this and run it for any group. And even if you've 
run it before, if you now are a player, it's going to be a different experience. Uh, it'll be roughly the same. It'll be the same kind. Of, it'll be like playing through a board game again that you've played before. Like, you know how it goes, but you don't know how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. And so to me, like, and so like if, even if you've run it, it doesn't spoil the experience or if you've played it before and you're playing it a second time, well, this is going to be a completely different run through. So I like that aspect of it. Very, mm-hmm. I guess in the video game, they call that roguelike where it's mm-hmm. like procedurally generated. But uh, I, I, uh, I think it's going to be fun. I want to do like a live stream where I talk about that, but I'm going to definitely start my campaign with this. And I think it's going to be neat. Yeah, they're going to start as prisoners in the bottom of a dungeon with nothing. <laughs> Their hands bound. And then they have to slowly figure out like how to get out, uh, keeping whatever they can off of the people that they kill mm. because you don't have any weapons. So, hey, that guy had a dagger. So now I've got a dagger. Um one thing, and I don't think any of my players listen to this show, so I can say this, but even if they know it, hey, you just got it. You just got a tip. That's your tip for listening to my mm-hmm. show. You get an advantage in this game. The cultists wear white robes. So if they want to disguise themselves, uh, blah, blah, blah. they want to disguise themselves as cultists. They have to kill them without drawing blood. Ah, so that's an element. OK, where if they just stab things I'm like, well, you stabbed him so that yeah. you could wear that robe, but it's going to definitely everyone's going to see the blood stains on it. Yeah. Where if they strangle somebody, you know, okay. so that's, per- that's an interesting, yeah. But yeah, it's, and, and so it's like the whole thing is based around like once they hit a certain number of events that are randomly generated, then they can get out. But mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, it's it, the, the, the dungeon layout is different every time. So that's, you know, it, if you play it, you're not going to like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, go to the room to the left. Cause it's going to be a totally different map every single time. But like roughly it'll be, you'll be rolling on the same table. So, you know, mm-hmm. like, okay, if I've played this before, I know I'm going to either fight cultists or skeletons or rats or something, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it, there is a bit of, of, you know, sameness that, that is inevitable. I'm, I can't, I can't just do a complete, you know, like, mm-hmm anything could fucking happen but i think i think it's a neat concept i think it's something i want to like actually publish and sell i want to do it for actually a bunch of different games i don't want to just do it for D. i want to do it for, mm. actually initially conceived it as a, a mork borg uh thing so I, I definitely want to do it for that i may do it for dungeon crawl classics i may do it for um you know other systems that i like and uh i think that it'll be fun but mm. that's uh that's most of what my nerd life has been obsessed with lately the other part is, um, and and you touched on this on your live stream today, is the um, Hasbro uh, HasLab or yeah. uh, their uh, their PulseCon. They announced, um, well, they didn't announce shit actually. I I watched it. Uh, I told him about it because of there was supposed to be news on a game I backed a year ago. They they have this thing called HasLab, which sort of works like Kickstarter which is weird because they're a billion dollar company. They shouldn't have to fund things on the front end like um, indie developers should, but they did. They said, Hey, we don't know how successful a hero quest relaunch would be. You tell us by giving us money on the front end. And it was a huge success. Apparently it was way bigger than they expected for some reason, even though it's an internet phenomenon. If you've never watched the bard, do yourself a favor. YouTube. Why hero quest is so great. And it's one of the best videos you'll ever watch. Um, so that's it's, it's it actually that that video was part of the springboard that got me back into tabletop gaming. So it was really important for me to get a copy of Hero Quest. And so I backed it and they've spent the past year. Apparently they got way bigger response than they expected. So they spent the past year not being great at communication and uh, any news at all has been few and far between. Now, if you back a board game on Kickstarter, you get at the bare minimum a monthly update on how things are going. We have gotten a bi-yearly update from Hasbro. And um, there was, they, they mentioned, Hey, we're going to talk about hero quest at this uh, pulse con thing. That's on the internet. So watch it. You watch the whole hour block that they've set aside for Avalon Hill, the uh, board game division of Hasbro. And um, they spend five minutes talking about hero quest they don't tell us shit that we don't already know if you have backed it and you're following all the internet stuff they don't tell you anything they use the term very very soon for when 
uh, it should ship. Now it's supposed to ship fall 2001. So now that all this being said, I understand there is a global su- supply. There is a global supply chain shortage issue. Um, there is also, I mean, I've backed other games on Kickstarter and those are experiencing similar delays. They are giving us regular updates. They're saying, Hey, we know we were supposed to have this already, but our container is waiting and we, it's out of our hands. We're, we'll get it to you as soon as we can. And that's appreciated because at least we know with Hasbro, they just didn't say shit. We found out yesterday, Hey, everything came in. We're going to start printing shipping labels. So I've been feverishly refreshing my pledge page to see what the status of my pledge is. I've not, as of the recording of this, I have not gotten an email telling me that I have had a shipping label printed, but I hope it comes tomorrow. And then I hope that it gets shipped soon so I can play my fucking game that I paid for a year ago. I, I mean, the thing that pisses me off is I get it. If there's, there's a lot of uncertainties because of the global supply chain shortage, but like you did this thing last weekend and then you got your shipment in this mm. week. So you had to know like something like you had to, know, you could have told us, like you could have said like, Hey, by the way, we're expecting to get this in mm. hopefully in the next week. I mean, you could even add the caveat of, with the supply chain shortage, everything's unpredictable. But if everything goes according to plan, we'll be getting it next mm-hmm. week and then we can start shipping them out. That would or, have been- or even say like, hey, we'll be shipping this in 2021. Yeah, right. Yeah. Something. They could have said something. They said absolutely nothing. And now like that. Oh, there's good news now. That doesn't like why not bring that fucking shit up? Why mm-hmm. not at least say something? Because, you know, that's what everyone's there for. Mm-hmm. They even acknowledge we know communication's been bad, but if you follow uh, Zargon on Twitter, who's the villain of the, of the game, if you follow him on Twitter, he'll give you juicy updates and then proceeded to not have any posts on that account for the next three or four days. Like, don't talk about we acknowledge that communication is bad, but here's the channel for it. And then not give like even if it's a stupid fucking thing, acknowledge that like, hey, this is an active account, you know? Uh, just the way this has been handled has been such a fucking headache. I don't, I know I'm sounding like I'm an entitled bitch, but it's, I paid for it. I, everything's yeah. paid for them. It's not like I owe them money, you know? So I feel like I deserve some kind of, uh, feedback, some kind of, Hey, here's where we're at on things. So I've been a little pissy, a little butthurt, but I'm going to get my game. Hopefully before the end of the year, hopefully before Christmas, we can play some hero quest. You can come over and play with me. It'll be fun. No, it looks awesome. Yeah, there's it's it's I, I mean, it's going to be a, a, a bunch more shit I have to paint. But you know what? I love painting, so we're good. Anyway, um, we're we're running on on time, but I, I, I want to touch on one more thing before we call it a day this episode. And it's something I, it's been in my my notes as sort of filler, but it's just mm. it's dominated such a weird part of my life that I can't not bring it up. And that's the fact that I am into music again, guys. You know, I, I started off in the early episodes. I did kind of half-assed reviews. and I, That was just literally like, I got to make, I got to think of something to talk about. Here's some stuff. But like, I've been captivated with some bands lately in ways that I haven't been since, you know, a minute. Um, one, I got you super into. Mm-hmm. They're called Hollis. I think yeah. that's how you say the name. Hollis. They seem uh, like Norwegian or German. Yeah, or- I don't know where they're from, actually. Um but they uh they do sing in english but they're they do the guy has a, a thick accent that comes through but um it's h a and the a has an umlaut so that's why i don't know how it's pronounced exactly but h a l l a s so go look them up but yeah no it's like it's like if iron maiden smoked weed i think that's the best way cuz it's like they've got the cool like harmonies mm-hmm. and like some of like the chuggy stuff it's like the very epic kind of feel but it's kind of kind of toned down it's kind of mellow in a way, like I don't that's the best way I know to describe it, but it's nice. It hits. It hits the right spots. And then I've also been obsessed with this other band. I think everybody should check out. Mostly because they're a cult. And I love cults. And the music also jams. I the music's so good, I think I want to join this cult. The name is uh, of the band is Church of the Chris Yeah, Church of the Crystal Skull. It's hard for me to remember it every time because it's a little complicated. Church of the Crystal Skull. No, 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 no. Church of the Cosmic Skull. Wait, I don't fucking know which one it is. Let me. I think it's Cosmic Skull. I think it's Cosmic Skull. I think you're right. Because Crystal Skull's uh, Indiana like Jones. Indiana yeah. Jones. Yeah. 
Yeah, Church of the Cosmic Skull. Uh, incredible band. It's kind of like Queen. They've got like they've got like the the main guy sings and he has this very like sort of like very adult male like kind of like the kind of singing voice you haven't heard since like the eight uh, you know in pop music since the eighties because mm. it's a very adult male kind of voice. But he has like um, a few ladies who sing backup vocals. I think I actually think every member of the band does backup vocals, and so they'll do these crazy multi part harmonies. And it sounds those songs that sound like um, everything from like heavy metal to like um, church choir music to like just straight up pop rock. And it's like it's just so fucking good. Like every single song is an earworm. Like you'll get you'll you'll listen to like any they have three albums. You'll listen to any one of them. And you'll just be like that song. Yeah. And then later. You'll be, oh, yeah. That song again. Like they're all good. You could put like all of the songs on a big shuffle playlist mm-hmm. and play through. and you're not going to be able to really tell. And I I mean, that's, I, I hate to be like that about it. It's, it's, I don't have like much of a review other uh, to say other than that. Um, cause I don't want to like play the, the song. Cause I don't, I don't want to even fuck with that. I just wish, wish you'd go play it. Like, that's what I'm saying. So we'll end on that. We'll say like, go listen to those bands, um, go support your local bars and venues and comedy clubs. Um, and you know, support me. I've got my cash app. And my Venmo information on my link tree, also a, a coffee. So lots of ways for you to give me money. Um, if you like this episode, throw me a buck or two. That'd be cool. Uh, you don't have to, um, but it's kind of like, oh, it's one way I can measure like how well I'm doing. And then that'll tell me like, okay, we might shift into like a Patreon thing after that. But for now, just if you like it, throw me a buck or two. And uh, we'll, that'll be like, oh, cool. That person liked it. And then also send me an email and say like, Hey, I sent you a dollar answer my fucking question monkey. And I'll be like, all right, thanks to patron. So-and-so for sending me a dollar. He wants to know how many hairs are on my balls. And I, the answer is zero. Thanks to manscape. That's our show today, guys. Thank you. Goodbye. I love you. 